We're going to uh, we're going to venture on a journey over the next few weeks, and I will stay in this because this is one of my hot spots and one of the anointings that I know is upon this church and upon this ministry and upon us, upon myself, and that's healing, miracles, signs, wonders. We're just going to indulge into biblical understanding of what healing looks like, what miracles look like, what's the difference between healing and miracles. How many know there's a difference between healing and miracles? There is. There's a big difference. And um, we're just going to believe God that he's going to give us such an understanding and a revelation and that you're going to leave here equipped, that you're going to lay hands on people, they're going to recover, that you're going to heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils. Okay, that we're going to be an active body doing the stuff because he's called believers to do the stuff and expand the kingdom. Amen? Amen. All right. <clears throat> and we're going to get set free from faith. Ready? That's controversial right there. But we're going to get set free from faith. Because I don't know about you, but in the past, I've heard a lot of people preach and talk about faith. And the reason you don't get healed is because of your faith. And the reason that things don't happen in your life is because you don't have enough faith. And I'm going to show you that there's two, two sides of that, two sides of the coin. And the Holy Spirit's really going to give us understanding. And we'll just start with, I've got four dimensions of healing we'll talk about. We'll probably only get through two tonight. So it'll be a two-part series at least. That, that's how far that'll go. I'll talk about words of knowledge, and I'll talk about the healing anointing after. Maybe just we'll do one, one thing on the words of knowledge and then one session on the healing anointing because we could just go forever and ever and ever. There's so much. God's got a lot, right? You begin to look in the Word, and there's a whole bunch that God wants to release to us. And so we just have to have eyes, eyes to see, ears to hear, and we need to open our hearts, expand our hearts, right? And I'm telling you, when we begin to apply these things, we begin to think a little different because I'm telling you, any one of these four dimensions, if we get stuck in one, we, we, we miss the, the rest, and it limits the ability of God to, to use you and flow through you. So you've been given his Holy Spirit, right? Which is the most powerful force in the universe. Should be raising dead people, casting out devils every day. And come on, we, the church needs to come on and get plugged into power, right? We need to get plugged into a few things. We need to get plugged into faith, and we're going to release the gift of faith tonight. I believe that's something we should release. Um, but... Okay, so I'm not going to have you start anywhere tonight in the scriptures. We'll just, we're just going to go, but he, we're going to learn why he, why he works in some ways and he doesn't work in others, and we're going to look. I'm going to look at two modes of healing, two modes of healing right now, faith of God in healing and then the sovereignty of God in healing, right? Because it's funny, I made, I made a comment probably some weeks ago, and I think I said something like, you don't have the right to be sick. Got a little bit of feedback from that. <laughs> but I believe it's true because you've been given the, the right of inheritance, right? And so Holy Spirit wants to give us an understanding that there's faith to believe for healing. And then there's the sovereignty of God, which the sovereignty of God is what? God's sovereign in all things. He's all powerful. It doesn't matter whether... I lay hands on someone or the presence of God is there. If the God's in the room, then people get healed. Is that right? And so we've just got to realize that there's not just one mode of how God works. Because if you watch the ministry, if you look at the ministry of Jesus, it's a good time to read the Gospels. <laughs> Come on. Every day's a good day to read the Gospels. But I'm telling you, it's a good season to just start looking at what Jesus did in healing and miracles. All right, over the next few weeks, because you'll see things as I begin to bring them out, okay? So faith and sovereignty work together. Say together. It's not just about one mode or the other. It's funny because I was thinking about the, you know, the last great healing movement that was in, 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 like, in the United States that was powerful 
was in the 1950s, and of course we have Toronto, and we have some things, but back there was 150 healing evangelists that traveled the country and released the healing gift all over the Americas, right? Guys like Jack Coe, William Branham, A.A. Allen, these guys, and, and really, if you listen to what they did, they taught healing, they taught about faith, they taught about healing, and they would do that all in the morning sessions. See, we don't know these things until you really study it. And that's what they used to do. They'd release that stuff. They'd teach all the people in the big meetings. Come on, tenfold, you know, tens of thousands of people, and they'd begin to teach on principles of healing all day, and then they'd have the night meetings, which would be the healing crusades. And what would happen? People would be indoctrinated. Come on, you receive teaching. The word of God would bring forth fruit because they'd sow, sow, sow into your mind and in your heart all day long about healing principles. And then, now like a guy like William Branham would all of a sudden go into a seer mode and he'd operate out of the prophetic and the presence of the Lord would come in the meetings and everyone would get healed. Or he'd call out people one by one just by holding their hands and he would discern do you understand? He would just go to people if they had a sickness and just grab their hand and he'd be able to discern what kind of sickness they had just by touching, just by contact. God can use you in that. Come on, it's a gift, but how badly do we want the gift? And it's really all of a sudden we just be, don't begin to focus on faith anymore. It's about Jesus. Right? Okay. So I'm just going to look at, we're going to look at two tonight, but I'll list the four. It's the word of faith. Number two, the prayer of faith. Number three, words of knowledge. Number four, the healing anointing. And we're going to talk about these few over the next few weeks. And I just want to look. We'll start with the word of faith right now. And I want you to turn to Proverbs chapter 4. Or go there on your smartphone because they're really smart. <clears throat> Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20. I'm going to pray before we get into the word here. <clears throat> Just put your hands up to heaven. How's that? We're just going to receive. Put your antennas up. <laughs> Holy Spirit, we just thank you. We thank you for the healing word tonight. We thank you for the prayer of faith tonight. We thank you. We're going to receive and grab hold of so much right about now. And so, Father, I pray that you remove every obstacle, that, Father, we'd see you for who you are, and we would see Jesus for who he is. He was the Son of God that died and brought us into glory through his, through his blood and brought us directly in contact with you, Father. But he also walked the earth and made a model for us to see and understand and know about the healing gift and life that travels through us as believers. And we love you, Lord, so much. Open your word to us. Do what only you can do, and that's illuminate our hearts and minds right now. Every person, in Jesus' name. Proverbs 4, verse 20 says this, My son, give attention to what? My words. Incline your ears to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. And see, our mission, the church's mission is to preach the gospel, right? Go preach the gospel to every creature. And so when we preach the gospel and we bring the message of the gospel, what's the gospel? Paul said the gospel is power. It's not merely words, but it's demonstration. Amen? It's not just words. It's not just words from the story of Jesus, him being crucified and, and risen again. It's not just that word message, but it's power because the message has power as we release it. So 
We declare the truth of divine healing, and it releases healing and opportunity for the word to heal. And so I'm going to talk about the word of faith. I'm not talking about the word of faith movement. <laughs> okay, I'm not talking about people who believe in the word of faith movement. I'm talking about the word of faith in the Bible. Because the word brings faith. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by what? The word of God. And so when we receive understanding and we receive the word and the seed of the word in our hearts, all of a sudden something's going to break forth. It has to. It's all about sowing and reaping a harvest. And the Lord wants us to realize that life and death is in the power of our what tongue? Our declaration. So what are we declaring over ourselves? What are we declaring over our families? What are we declaring over our sickness? Because this, is, this isn't just going to apply to just sickness and healing. Come on, God wants you to prosper, right, in your inner man. He wants your soul to prosper. And so we're talking about healing and, the, and rejuvenation of your whole entire life because of the living word moving in you. And so we want to declare good things. Come on, we want to declare health. A wise tongue promotes healing. That's in the Proverbs. A wise tongue promotes healing. What's that mean about gossip? What's that mean about judgment? What's that mean about, oh, that doesn't promote healing. It promotes destruction. It doesn't matter if we do it in the sight of discernment. Come on, that's not even, come on. If we call it discernment, it's not right. Come on, the Lord wants us to release words of health, words of, of increase. He wants us not to talk and, and jabber about churches, pastors, leaders, your friend, your, your mom, your whatever. But he wants us to release the gift because the word of God is power. Come on, you're a prophetic people. So when you begin to declare things, stuff starts happening and the atmosphere begins to change. Come on, that's how we all of a sudden bring a healing anointing. We'll talk about that in two weeks. So a wise tongue promotes healing. And as I said before, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And what is it? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so we need to receive the word with faith. You must believe the word. You must begin to confess the word. You must begin to release the word. And then things begin to shift, change, and operate out of realms we don't understand. Say, I don't understand. You don't need to understand. I don't need to understand. Come on, because it's by the Spirit. And what? The mind of man can't understand the things of the Spirit because the Spirit, it's from God. And it's not from you. And so we all need principles of faith in our lives, but we can't overemphasize one truth. Are you hearing me? You cannot emphasize one truth and then live there because that's just another form of religion. Like if I... You know, the gospel is power. Why? Because of the salvation message. True. But there's other things that the Lord wants us to understand in faith and healing and understanding. So we understand that we want to be not complete, completely exclusive on one truth. Because you know that's how denominations are made. We huddle around a truth and we become Baptists. We huddle around a truth and we become Pentecostals. We huddle around a truth, we become Methodists because there's methods. Come on, we huddle around another truth and we need presbytery to do everything. Come on now. We huddle around truth and that's how we all become, come on, there's all these walls. God, let them go down. Let them all go down. Come on, there's, there's oil on that right there. Let them all go down. And so the church, we, in the church, the body, we need to emphasize truth, the truth of God in its fullness and not just part of it. Come on, it's the full counsel of God. It's about receiving the word in the fullness of, of who he is. And so we don't want to open the door to religious spirit. Come on, go away, religious spirit, because it, all it does is bind us and binds our minds. We only think one way, and, and that's it. You know, if you don't agree with me, then we, you know, can't go there. And so... We don't want to agree with things that aren't in the Word of God, right? Okay. 
So I just want to emphasize about healing by the word. Because if God heals by the word, the spoken word, then who gets credit? I love this. Only he does. I love that. And so we need to realize that that's the truth. You know, again, I was thinking about, they used to sit there and they, they uh, R.W. Schambach, working with A.A. Allen, used to preach the truths of, of healing. And then we, we showed that one video, and if you haven't seen it, I think it's like 26 miracles that came, and it's R.W. Schambach. It's on YouTube if you look for it. It's phenomenal. It makes me cry every time I watch it. Because a, a little infant had such a creative miracle in the evening meeting that it had 26 medical miracles that happened in its body that it was totally recreated. Handicapped baby. Anyway, Psalm 107, verse 20. He sent his what? Word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Listen, the word will set you free. What did I say? The word mixed with faith. The word mixed with faith will set you free, will bring you into understanding and receive, and will set you free and deliver you from any destructive behavior. Come on, any destructive habits, any generational stuff. Come on, God's coming in to take that stuff and blow it up. Why? By his word. It's funny. I need, to, I, need to, I need to pray for something right now because it's on my heart and I meant to do it earlier. I'm going to pray for things that cause schisms in families. You know what? It's funny. I had a text from someone today and I, I just don't, I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. How things can be like what we preach and what we do here is controversial to cause division in marriages and in families. And so I'm just ready. Can we just pray? I'm just going to pray for that now because I, I wanted to do it earlier and I forgot. So, Father, I just thank you right now. I thank you for the truth of your word. Lord, I pray that nothing would be controversial in the kingdom, not even between churches, not even between family because we're all family in the kingdom. So I pray that, Father, you just bind any work of the enemy because the enemy gets on overtime. And Holy Spirit, I thank you. You're way stronger so I'm praying you just break down every stronghold that would cause division in any family because of your word, because of how you manifest yourself, because of how you express yourself through one body and not another. I pray that that would all break down right now, Father, in Jesus' name, that we'd all walk in spirit and in truth. And Lord, that nothing, 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 nothing in the word would be of controversy and would bring schism in any family. Father, right now, in Jesus' name, let that be released. Into Facebook Live too, in Jesus' name. So he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. That's so good because the power of the word will break out anything on you. It's the power of the word. And so if we just understand that the word has power, and I'm going to show you again, Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12, right? For the word of God is living and powerful. Sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. R listen, the word will come in and do surgery if you just allow it. It's joints and marrow. It can be recreative. And we believe that, right? And it's a discern of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And so here's what God wants us to understand about that. The word is coming to discern your heart. <laughs> and there is a thing about faith. Come on. When someone speaks and declares something, right? Just say I, words of knowledge. And then all of a sudden, you can sometimes feel skepticism come in the room. Is that real? Come on. You should, I remember early, you know, a year ago, God was giving me birth dates a couple of weeks, you know, in a row. It was after, I don't know where I was. I, was. I think it was something after Sean Bowles, and I was just like, pfft. I'm going for it. And God gave me birthdays. People are like, oh, and they show up like expecting to get a word about birthdays, I think. So the Holy Spirit wants us to totally understand that, listen, it's not about, he wants us to have faith on the word. 
believing just for the word, because the word says you're healed. And so if we just look at the truth of divine healing, right, the word of God is living and powerful. It is alive. This word is alive. As soon as I declare it to you, it's living, it's moving, and it wants to begin to come in and heal your body. It wants to begin to take care of issues of the heart. Really? Do you believe that? I'm telling you that's what he wants to do. He wants to come in and just begin to do things in your heart. And so just as much as faith becomes activated in the believer's life for healing, so can the sovereignty of God heal you. And so I'm going to talk about sovereignty for a minute. But the sovereignty of God is what? God is a supreme ruler independent of all others. And he's the ultimate source of all power. God is God and you're not. And so he wants life to come to your mortal body. Isn't that what his word says? Oh, man. So we have the gospels that the power of the Lord is present to heal. How many know, come on, with Jesus, he'd show up to a place and he could only do a few miracles. But in other places, the spirit of the Lord was there. The sovereign power of God was there and everyone was healed. Because why? Because it was an atmosphere of healing. Because why? Because God overshadowed the place. And so all those who were de diseased and tormented were healed because of the healing anointing. And faith and the anointing are two different things. You know that? Come on. Faith and the anointing are two different things. You can have an anointing for healing and have no faith at all. Why? Because I'm operating out of a mantle of healing on my life. Because I just believe God's going to heal people. Because it's easy for me. Right? And so the Lord wants us to understand that. Faith and the anointing are two different things. Acts chapter 5, where we have Peter, right, in the shadow. It says that he moved down the streets and they put people out on couches and sick beds. Why? So that they could receive what? Healing. Because the what? The cloud was with him. It wasn't anything about his shadow. It was about what, was, what he was carrying. It was the anointing that he was carrying. Come on, he hung out with Jesus long enough. I think you got some anointing on him. And so if you hang out with Jesus long enough, you'll get some anointing on you. Right? So that when you walk around, when you move through places, there's healing anointing being released. Whether people know it or not. And that's what causes people to be drawn to you, right? Some people walk with amazing light on them. You don't even know who they are. Who is that guy? He's got the light of God on him. And so the Holy Spirit wants us to understand that. So he was a carrier of the presence of God. And the shadow means the same thing that it did when it overshadowed Mary. It says it was called a shadow. It was the power that hovered. That's what it means. It over overshadowed Mary when the, when the Holy Spirit said... It was overshadowing Mary, and he announced the birth. And come on, Christ was born inside of her supernaturally. It's the anointing. And so we see here that the healing anointing is different than the faith, than faith for healing. James chapter 5, we're going to talk about the prayer of faith. James chapter 5, verse 17. When you're there, say you're there. James chapter 5, verse 17 says this, the prayer of faith will save the sick. And so what does that mean? Do we know what the prayer of faith is? Actually, i got to open this. Seventeen. Just shout it out. It's not. James 5, 17. Where am I? See, that's why. I better check my references, man. Okay. I'll tell you in a second. Hebrews Bank. Right. Okay, sorry. 
It was 514. 14. Come on. Can't back up a little. Help me out. 514. Is anyone sick among you? Let them call the elders of the church, right, to pray over them, anointing them. <clears throat> 15. It is right. Oh, no, it says 17. I see. The prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he committed sins, he will be forgiven. Right? Verse 17 says this. Elijah was a man. It's still in my point. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. Say he had a nature like ours. Talk to yourself about it, because he did. Here's the problem. This is where we all stumble. The prayer of faith. Elijah. Come on, great prophet of God, taken up. Come on, he was no more, just like Enoch. Man who is so close to God, taken up by a charity of fire. Right? That's Elijah. Who was hiding under a tree from Jezebel. Come on. Hiding when things, come on, God, I believed you for one thing. What's going on? Everyone else is. It was a nature like us. Anyone ever been discouraged in this room? Yeah. Just me and Logan. <laughs> come on. This is what the Lord wants us to understand. This is going to be really good if we just grab hold of it because you can pray for people and things don't happen like you think. This is where I said something. The Holy Spirit wants us to understand this. Release your faith to God. You need to release your faith to God because he's going to do something whether you're believing or not. There's always this controversy. Well, you didn't have enough faith or I didn't have enough faith. Listen, if I'm walking in the gift of faith, I have enough faith to heal everyone in this room. Is that right? It should be if I'm walking and operating in the gift of faith. I'm believing for miracles. And that means if I've got a gift of faith, it's going to shake whatever's on you and it'll be off of you. But here's the thing. We have a like nature like Elijah. That when things don't turn out, we all whine and moan. How come he didn't get healed? How come this didn't happen? How come that didn't happen? How come this didn't go like I thought it was going to go, God? Everyone's had that voice in their head. Come on. It's your nature. It's not the devil. It's you. And so here's what, it's a nature like ours. Discouragement or faith? What do we operate out of? I choose to operate out of faith. Come on, but I know sometimes I'm just not going to operate in that realm. So you just got to believe God to change things in the atmosphere. So he was a light. He was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it should not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And then he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. And see, here's what happens. When we pray for the sick and we don't see fruit, we get discouraged. So if I pray for sick people, let me tell you what I'll give you my own testimony, right? That'll help you, hopefully. I remember when I first began in ministry and we were young and I was at my home church and the evangelist left and moved out of, <clears throat> he, he was at the church in the morning, we had a great service and then he said, I'm, I can't stay tonight, we're leaving, I'm leaving, the, I'm leaving the meeting to Miles, Miles will preach the meeting. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Oh, ye have little faith, come on. I got the healing evangelist who leaves me with the meeting at night. Come on. God's good. Say it. He's good. So as, as, come on, it was my home body. I shouldn't have been intimidated, and I really wasn't. So I just preached the meeting. I'm like, okay, God, if you do a couple miracles, we'll be good. If a couple people get healed. Come on. People got blasted by the Holy Spirit, and I'm like, I was under someone's healing anointing. Okay? But let me tell you, after that moment, I stepped out and began to pray for the sick, and there was no results. So what did I do? Stop praying for the sick? No. Come on. 
if you pray for a thousand people, this is John Wimber, if you pray for a thousand people, they don't get healed, you pray for another thousand. Come on, baby. This is not, this is not something, come on, we're, we're used to a generation that gets everything right away. And I bless, come on, I'm believing that God's doing accelerated work. And that when you begin to pray for the sick, that all of a sudden stuff starts happening. Come on, you get, if you're hungry enough, it'll happen. I'm telling you, and it's not even about faith. You can be just reckless and silly and stupid, and it'll happen. I believe that. Because you just abandon and you believe God that God's going to do it. And so pray, pray for the sick. If you don't see that, what does it say? It said he prayed earnestly. Elijah prayed earnestly. He got a word from the Lord that the rain, that, come on, it would shut up. James 5.19. These, th these three things remain at the end, right? What did, what, did the, what did Paul say? Faith, hope, and love. So we have to believe that God is going to release faith, hope, and love on our lives. Here's where the healing anointing comes from, because we can start thinking and praying the prayers of faith and Believe in God to do all kinds of things. But ultimately, if your love for people overshadows everything, I believe that God will, remove, will bring a healing movement through your life. Because your heart is so in love with God's kids. And he has such compassion on them. And come on, compassion brings miracles. You release miracles through compassion and love. And so what's the first thing we need to ask the Lord for? The love of the Father. Because I'm telling you, when he baptizes us with that, we're going to see some things. So look at this great scripture. Hebrews 11:13. 13. That's the right one. These died in faith, not having received the promise. Come on, what's encouraging about that? But they had seen afar off. They saw the promise of their inheritance afar off. And look at your neighbor and say, you're not dead yet. Come on. You're very much alive, and the life of Christ is living inside of you, so you pray and believe God to bring forth the promise. That's not twisting Scripture. That's the truth. The Holy Spirit wants us to understand that. Listen. He wants to bring miracles. He wants to bring healing through you, so you're very much alive. The eternal perspective we need is what? That we don't see the man, when we don't see the manifestation of fruit, we what? Pray more. Right? Randy Clark, will, every time he'll preach, he'll tell you this. You know, he'll ask levels of healing. How do you feel? 50%, 70%, 80%, and 100%. And God wants us to understand that. So we must pray in agreement with heaven. And how many know it's the Father's will that all be healed? Because it's in the Bible, it shows me that all were healed. And I don't think on that side of eternity, no one's healed. Are you hearing me? In heaven, is someone not healed? Shake your head, no. No, they're all whole. And God wants to bring wholeness through you. And so if we begin to look through an eternal perspective about how, what, what God wants to release through your life, heaven's reality on the earth right as it is in heaven and so we begin to understand this first Kings 17 1 says elijah right received as the as the lord god he says this as the lord god of israel lives before whom i stand there shall not be dew or rain in these years except by my word so elijah received a word from the lord that there would be no rain and then in 18.1, it says this, it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah. Say the word of the Lord. Where does the prayer of faith come from? The word of the Lord. How do things change and manifest the word of God? How do things how do you receive things that are going to manifest on the earth? You receive from heaven and you release it on the earth. So whose words? Yeah, God's words. 
not man's opinion or man's wisdom. Because it's, we easily come up with theology of why we're not healed. We do. So we want to hear from the Lord, and we must come into agreement with God, God's word about healing. And if he wants to heal, which I believe God does, then we contend for that. If he wants to heal all, then we contend for that. Ready? Say contend. Because the church doesn't know anything about contending. No. Come on, that's a criticism. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's the truth, because we want to, we want... If, if it gets a little hard, then we don't want to push forward. But the Lord wants us to release healing, and the only way to do that is to get like a pit bull. Like Caleb. What's the mountain? The mountain's healing. What's the mountain? It's miracles. What's the mountain? It's deliverance. What's the mountain? I'm going to take hold of my inheritance. What's my inheritance? Why? Because this is what God's people that are filled with the Holy Spirit and the gospel they release kingdom. Is that controversial? Apparently. Apparently it is. So if he heals all, then we contend for that. And if he's a good God and he's willing to heal all, come on, that none should perish, come on, that's salvation. But full salvation is what? Sozo. Oh, that's healing too. So we need to understand God wants to release healing more through you than you really believe. And I want you to understand that God wants to get us to grab complete hold of this so that when we, all of us, when we go out, come on, in weeks, come on, a few weeks, everyone say a few weeks. a few weeks. Who wants to go? Come on, I got six people, seven people. That's good, that's enough. There's change of city. That we believe God to manifest healing in the streets. That it's not something that we, oh, he might. No, he will. So we must come into agreement with the word and contend and stand on the word. Okay. I don't see anything happening. Do you feel electricity going through your body? No, that's okay. I'm going to talk about healing in a minute, just really simple things that we see in the gospel that we think it's always instant, and it's never instant. Most of the times, when, he, when the Lord says, if you look, come on, you're going to look, you're going to remember to do this? In the gospels, see how many times it says immediately they were healed. <laughs> how many times, and then say, how, then look at different things where he says they take your, take, receive your healing and behold. Because I'm going to look at the lepers in a minute. Okay. I don't see anything. What did he do, Elijah? The word of the Lord said, rain now. He went and he prayed. What happened? Nothing. No clouds, nothing. Second time, pray. Put his hands, put his head between his knees and prayed. Come on, birthing position. What happened? Nothing. Seven times he did this, nothing. On the seventh time when he did it, what? Size of, cloud the size of a man's hand. How, how do you expect floodgates of heaven to come out of the cloud of the size of a man's hand? Do you understand what I'm saying? Even after seven times praying on the word of the Lord, come on, he was a prophet. He knew the, the word of God. He knew God's word over his life. He knew this. But there was a release of a small cloud. And I'm telling you guys, if you get a little something, and I'm telling you this is for everything in life, all of a sudden you see a little manifestation, a little bit of change, a little bit of something, then you can believe God that Come on, those things that he said would happen will actually come forth. Isn't that what his word says? That when all of a sudden there was a manifestation of a small cloud, 
that he went running. He said, let's get out of here. Come on. And the, and the, the floods of heaven came. And so I want us to just grab hold of that, that what? What is real faith? What's real faith? What are we believing for? What is real faith? It's the sign of the believer. Mark 16, verse 15. And he said to them, go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. And then he says, these signs will follow or accompany those who believe. In my name they will what? Cast out devils. They will speak in new tongues. We're not stopping in any of those places and building a denomination. Okay? He just does it this way. He just does it that way. Come on. No snakes in church. Take up serpents. Come on right over everyone's head. If they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. And they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Let's just look at what recover means. Because we lay hands on the sick and we expect instant, done. How many have, how many have received healing in their bodies supernaturally from God? How many had happened like instantly? That's good. How many have had, had it not happen instantly? It's about the same. So, recover. The word means gradually cure. What? It's all supposed to be explosions, electricity, and dynamite. No, it's a gradual cure. Just think about this. I cut my knuckle open two weeks ago. It was bad. It bled for like three days, but the skin was ripped off and, I'm, you know, it was nasty. My point is, two weeks later, I'm still healing. You know, there's something there still. It's a slow process. Now, I know we're talking about the supernatural, but here's what happens. We come to a meeting or someone prays for us and there's a hint of healing. And we leave thinking, eh, maybe I'm getting healed, maybe I'm not. Because all of a sudden you start fighting with doubt and unbelief and all these other things, right? And honestly, this is how most of us lose our healing. I should, do, I should do a whole thing on how we lose our healing, right? But the Holy Spirit is really wanting us to understand that it's a process of healing that we go through. And I'm not trying to make this line up with the natural, but it's true. Because I've, pray, I've had... You know, I've had pain go away because it was supernatural, but I didn't notice until two days later that the pain was gone. Are you hearing me? Yeah. I've had neck issues, and the Lord healed it, like, began a good, come on, he began a good work, but it was completed in Christ Jesus later. Do you understand? Yeah. And so I want us to not get discouraged because we don't have a full manifestation. That's not saying we don't believe for that. But the Lord wants us to really understand that he wants us to contend for healing. He wants us to contend for deliverance. Well, I'm not completely free, and I still, I get it. But if you keep the doors closed and you continue to move forward, God will set you free. Right? Just keep the doors closed. And so, another word, healing, in the Greek, is this word, Therapy. Did you know that? It's therapy. What's therapy? Gradual cure. Process over time. God wants us to understand that sometimes it's not, what? A miracle. Because usually a miracle will happen instantly. I don't care if it's a back injury that all of a sudden it's healed, like you've had a, a, a compressed disc or something. I've had back issues and I've done therapy and I've felt better because of therapy. So I'm telling you tonight that we believe God for complete healing. We believe God and we contend for miraculous. We believe God and we contend for full healing and a full manifestation. Because I don't, you know, I don't want to believe for not a full manifestation of this. But I'm telling you not to be discouraged 
if it just starts as something small. Because God wants us to understand that as we contend and you continue, I prayed for people, I feel 50% better. Okay. And I'm telling you, there's all kinds of modes of healing. He doesn't do it the same way. He doesn't want us to get in. You know, I think back of, to, to the Philippines where, you know, the, the word to me was just have them put their hands out and say, Holy Spirit, come and heal. And, and Joe is my witness. Every person got healed. Why? Because of now we can use that now? Oh, just put your hands out. Holy Spirit, come and heal. No, he didn't do it the rest of the time we were there or since we've been back. But for that moment, that's called receiving a word of wisdom, receiving a word of knowledge. The Father said, tell them to put their hands out and say, Holy Spirit, come. I go, that's kind of ridiculous, God. He said, are you listening to me or you? <laughs> and so he begins to write. And in that place, we saw miracles with tumors. Would not even, I was, we were going to touch tumors and they were gone. Because it was, Holy Spirit, come and heal. Is your neck okay? Yeah, I'm good. Are you sure? Like the, the American revivalist is there saying, are you sure? <laughs> right? Remember that? It was funny. It was ridiculous. Because they were looking for a healing. They weren't looking for the pain. And so the Lord wants us to just refocus. Even in our souls. Come on. I'm looking. Are we looking at all the problems? Yeah. Not that we ignore stuff, but are we looking at all the stuff? Come on. Open the closet. Skeletons, yes. Put them away. Get rid of them. Just make them go away. Lord, help me. Lord, set me free. It says he sent his word and he healed them of their destruction. He delivered them of their destructive behavior, of all the things that keep us from God and living in the fullness, right? And so immediately, let's just look at that word immediately for a minute, because they were healed of leprosy. Some of them were healed immediately. And then some of them, the Lord says, go your way. And as they went, the Bible says they were cleansed. What does that mean? Because they received the word. Come on. They received the prayer. Come on. And then they walked, and they went on their way. And it says... Some of them were made whole, and some of them were just cleansed. Uh-oh. Some of them were made whole. What happened? When the Lord touched the lepers that came back and said, thank you, the two, it said that they were made whole. But the other ones were just cleansed. Because in the realm of the Spirit, when their miraculous touch received with thankfulness and goodness... I'm just going to put it that way. That they didn't just walk away and they were talking about coming back. You know, one guy was saying, dude, we should go back and thank him. Look at how good this, look at all the, all the white is coming off my body. My skin's feeling good. And then by the time they went all the way to wherever they were at home, they went back and made another trip back. They were made whole. What does that mean? It means their fingers that had fallen off were recreated. It means that their skin and their condition wasn't just gone, but their whole bodies were recreated. The nose that fell off grew back. The ear that fell off grew back. The skin that was totally deteriorated grew back. And so it's a lesson for us, right? Be thankful for a little bit of healing. God, thank you. Because I think thankfulness is the key to unlock the fullness of a healing. In spirit, come on, in our inner man, and in our physical being. Thankfulness. And so they were made completely whole and restored. And then we just want to be sowing healing. Sowing it. What's the kingdom? The kingdom's like this. A man that went out to sow seed. We want to sow what? We sow our resources. We sow our time. We sow all kinds of things. But are we sowing? Are we sowing? Are we sowing? Are we sowing seeds to release healing? Because it's talking about everything. So if we want to see the kingdom manifest, we need to sow the seeds of healing. And the word, the healing word is the seed. And you all are voices 
that means you're sowers. It's just making it real practical that the Lord wants us to understand these things and he wants us to understand these principles and he wants us to grab hold. If, see, here becomes the, what happens is we don't do anything. What am I saying? The Holy Spirit wants us to activate. If you do not activate, right? It says that to whom he gave something and, and he used that talent, right? He gave more. So if you don't, listen, if you don't sow, right? If I don't sow my money, I don't expect anything in return. I really don't. If I don't sow my time, if I don't sow, you know, if I don't sow things, and it's not about receiving. You understand what I'm saying? It's a kingdom principle that we don't activate in the church, and that is use what you've been given. I've only got a little bit. Well, if you sow that little bit, all of a sudden it becomes more. If you begin, and what happens is we shrink back because, why? Because, I'll tell you why right now. The healing ministry and the miracles and the prophetic and the deliverance, it's all controversial. I'm saying that. It's all controversy. And I don't know, I won't say that. Holy Spirit really wants us to take a note because you can't, I can't go into agreement with things that don't, you know, if, I, if it doesn't look like kingdom, I can't agree with it. That means, oh, can't we just gather around one thing and that's unity? I can. And that's okay. But the Holy Spirit wants us to release the kingdom. And what's happening is it becomes controversial. And so we, we fear. All of a sudden, fear comes into people and churches and mostly minds, right? Comes into fear. We just feed fear. And we don't understand why we won't go for it. You just, your life, you won't go for it. I don't need all that. comes back down to a decision, right? comes back down to where do I want to live in the kingdom? And where does my life want to, how do I want to access heaven? How do I want to sow my life into the kingdom? Want to just dive in? Well, I don't have to dive in and believe for healing. Maybe not. Let it be unto you according to your faith. Right? Holy Spirit wants us to grab hold of the truth and the life. We'll talk about words of healing, uh, words of knowledge next week, because the words of knowledge can be powerful. It can change and activate us. I've seen it do one or the other. If you're in a room with unbelief, a word of knowledge can bring more stuff floating in the room than you even want. And nothing happens. Because sometimes people don't even respond to it because they're afraid. I, I figured I'd come after. Well, I released the word. It was your time to get healed. You think, and maybe the Lord will heal them after. But God wants us to be those that create atmospheres. So I just want to activate something tonight. Want to stand with me?